Blog Talk Radio.
know. I just want you to know how faithful God is. So before I ask someone to pray, um, I want you to know the type of uh, warfare that was going on um, this morning um, when trying to call into Blog Talk and while on Blog Talk. Well, not only was there news or something going on in the background, but there was uh, a thing where when I tried to call, it said I couldn't call from this area. Uh, I've never had that problem before. So the Holy Spirit said, call Minister Sylvia. So I called Minister Sylvia so that she could add me to the call. But I want you to know in the past, there's been lots of messages that God has given me. And there's been lots of messages that God has given others. But the warfare to present the word has been different. So I'm thanking God for the message that he's given me to share on today. Because the warfare that has come against it lets me know that not only is it rhema, but it's the time and the season that it needs to be presented. Um, I've seen it and heard it happen so many times to the prophet. You know, every time the prophet is uh, getting ready to speak or share a message, the warfare that he's had to experience to get it through has just been um, something else. And so I thank God for allowing me to see what the man of God has experienced in so many occasions. And um, there's been other occasions where whether it was on a Monday night or whatever, um, we had a hard time getting um, through. So I want you to know today's message, um, whether it's for those that are listening on Blog Talk today on 19 February 2023, or for those that are going to listen to it in the archives, I want you to know that this message is just for you. Because if it wasn't for you, and if it wasn't for me, who is the first partaker of it, that's given it, the warfare experience this morning would not have been that for which it is. But what I love about God is that he always gives us a way to cause his word. God, thank you for your word on today. I'm going to now see if anyone will pray for the program on today. And not only pray for the program on today, that people would hear what God is saying. Uh, many times uh, we'll say, oh, they were preaching on me. They were teaching on me. Uh, if I don't call your name and you put yourself in the message, that's between you and God. So right now, I want to know, is there anyone available that would be willing to pray for the program and this um, kingdom message from God? I'll pray. Father God, we thank you for this morning, God. We thank you for the opportunity to come before you to ask you, give us, oh God. Forgive us for allowing our ears to listen in on nonsense. Forgive us for having itching ears to want to hear the nonsense. Forgive us for letting our eyes gloat and gloom around and walk and roll around to look upon foolishness. 
God, we just ask you to forgive us for not allowing our eyes to concentrate and look at your word and meditate on your word. Forgive us for not letting our eyes stay focused on our assignment. God, forgive us our mouths for not speaking what you say, for not speaking your word, for not speaking life, for not speaking forgiveness, for not speaking love over your people as well as over ourselves. God, we ask you to repair us, restore us, rebuild us, oh God. God, we ask you to forgive us for every sin that we have committed, oh Lord, physically, emotionally, mentally, in any form or fashion, God. Whatever you consider as sin and we have done it, God, we ask you for your forgiveness, oh Lord. Lord, we may not know what your word is on today, God, but as they said, the shoe fit wear it. God, let us be willing to stay on assignment. Let us be willing to open our hearts and our minds and let our spirit receive you all today, God. God, we ask you right now to bind up the enemy over the line, over the ministry, that every word will be heard, every word will be given through, every word will be presented. God, let your word, let your word, let your word do what the word of God says. For heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will stand forever. God, we just ask you right now, touch every heart, touch every mind, touch every body, touch every listener, God. As the woman of God said, whether it's now live or in the archives, because your word will live, live, live. It will deliver, deliver, deliver. It will heal, heal, heal. God, let your word Come forth and let your will be done on today. In Jesus' name, we pray over Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron Ministry. It will stand on your word. Amen. It's back in your hands, woman of God. Amen. Um, I have a few questions before I get into um, what God has given me. And I'm going to lay something out for you. The foundation is I have the same message, but God has given it to me in two different ways. And so I'm going to let you know when I'm doing part one, and then I'm going to let you know when I'm doing part two. So before I begin with it, my question that um, I was given by the Holy Spirit is what does kingdom mean to you? What is the difference between the worldly kingdom and God? Do they look like? What do they sound like? What do they feel like? And is the contentment of the kingdom of God's mindset and submission, the dominion of God, is it being preached and taught through you? That you include me as well. So part one. And I need you to tell me what you're hearing. 
after this is all over. I need you to tell me what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you. So the beginning of this part one message. Why do people try to control what other people say or how they hurt? Versus listening and allowing God to help them as we pray for them instead of preach and teach on them. I have heard it seen and I have heard it said. Many people ask someone, and even what's wrong with them or wrong with others. For telling them, for being transparent, telling them about how their preaching or their teaching caused their patience and their love and their grace and their mercy and their meekness to be challenged. How to listen and how to pray or just shh and wait on God to give you the right words or even the right prayer to help somebody with their deliverance or your own. What does it mean to be set free by his truth? What does it mean to believe just what God said? What does it mean to believe that you need him? Remember, just because you're older does not mean you're wiser. And just because you're younger doesn't mean that you are void of the wisdom of God. Additionally, I truly believe that what God wants is for many of us to get off our self-righteous horses and allow him to be God. I'm learning that we serve a consistent God that wants consistency and integrity in his leaders. God wants us to be patient in the midst of inconsistency, meaning that if someone is suffering from being inconsistent, he doesn't want us to start throwing word darts and, and messages at them, but he wants us to preach on the benefits of being consistent. Because, see, we serve a consistent God. He's consistently faithful. He's consistently a God that uh, shows us favor. But see, some of the things that I learned, I'm talking about me, in the Pentecostal upbringing that I had was self-righteousness. Some of the things that I learned was under the title of holiness, but it was really manipulation. I remember being told that if I wore makeup, especially red lipstick, and different things, how that was a sin. I couldn't find it anywhere in the Bible where it talked about red lipstick and makeup, but that was what I was taught. But yet, some of the very people that were teaching me this were suffering from, you know, gluttony. the husbands and they were still 
getting in the pulpit, teaching and preaching. And so I was asking God, God, I, I myself, uh, as a young adult, was singing in the choir, attending Bible study. I was very active in the church. Uh, my mom had trained me. My aunt, sweetie, had trained me. My aunt, baby sister, had trained me. My uncle, uh, George, had trained me. I mean, my uh, 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 cousin, Linda, and so many people, they had trained me. I had so many uh, examples before me, um, whether it was my uh, cousin Margo or whether it was my uh, cousin Tony or whether it was my cousin Jackie or whether it was my uh, cousin Apostle Sandra Thomas. So many people had trained me, and they were training me based off of what they had learned until I got my own personal relationship with God. Yes, I was in the church, but I wasn't allowing the church to be in me. Because, see, I was going to church faithfully because that was the only way that we could get the car to go to the club. But many were doing what I was doing. They may have been having, they may have had another sin that they were struggling with. They weren't transparent about theirs. Me and my sister, we were transparent about ours. But see, there's one word that God has been putting in my heart all my life, and that word is integrity. Because after all is said and done, it's about the integrity and the truth of God that needs to consume me. Many people preach and teach about people sharing uh, and doing this or that because of excuses, because of lies, because of manipulation. But I've learned that they all equal zero meters. So I have to be careful when I'm preaching and teaching about generationalism, legalism, and lies and gossiping and manipulation and men and women doing this or that, whether it's uh, abuse or the fact that I know that I was used before to save the life of a woman of God that was being beaten by her husband. And I would talk to my mom about it, but she would tell us, no, 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 don't spread that. Pray for them. And I was like, but mom, how can they preach the way they're preaching and beat their spouse the way they're beating. Amen. But then I saw Apostle Daryl O'Neill put on Facebook the other day. He says, when you leave legalism and you can see and feel the nastiness of self-righteousness, it is very ugly, unloving. He said, I repent. So I went to God and I said, I repent too for anything that I've learned Anything that I preach, that's been legalism. Mm -hmm. That's been self-righteous. That's been done in order to manipulate people. That's been done to call them out in the worldly way of kingdom, of trying to get them to change that wasn't you. Mm -hmm. I said, God, the true intercessors, we pray 
for our leaders. Yes. We pray for one another. Yes. We don't gossip. We don't talk about things and share it, even if it's the truth. Because did that person give you permission to expose that truth? Mm-hmm. Did that person give you permission to expose that manipulation? Did that person give you permission to expose that witchcraft and wizard behavior? Did that person give you permission to expose that the code, coding that God is doing? Did God give you permission to do it? Yes, it was God. The person didn't give you permission to expose it. But in many cases, God is trying to break off that rejection. And many times, God is trying to lose his peace, his joy. He's trying to break up the fetters. He's trying to break up the follow ground. He's trying to break up the inconsistency. Selah. Right in the midst of the mess and the messiness, God could come in and say, I need you to cry loud. But he could also, I need tell you that I need you to shh. I need you to be a gatekeeper. I need for you to pray in the background because it's not just you, but it's other people in the upper room crying out loud about this spirit, about this sin. The word of God in Romans 3 and 20 says, because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified. It didn't say some flesh, but it said no flesh will be justified in his sight. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. Don't you know that that's the beginning of being redeemed, the knowledge of sin? Galatians 2 and 16 says, Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through the faith in Christ Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Since by works of the law, no flesh will be justified. Galatians 3, 10 through 11 says, For as many as our works of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of law to perform them. Now that no one is justified by the law before God is evident, For the righteous man shall live by faith. It didn't say by self-righteousness. It didn't say by the law. By faith, the righteous man shall live. Matthew 23 and 13 says, But woe to you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. For you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are attending to get in. Now, listen to these scriptures about uh, a, a particular thing or something that God has preached his word on or should allow the men and women of God to transcribe in the Bible. See, marriage is honorable and all. And the bed is undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Revelation 22 and 15. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whoever loveth and maketh a lie, 
First Timothy 1 and 10, for a heart knowledge for them that defile themselves with mankind, for man-stillers, for liars, for a perjured person, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Revelation 21 and 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters, all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Not one time in those scriptures was a person's name been pointed to in a service. But many times when the people put themselves in those categories, whether it's the liar, the gossiper, or the whoremonger, or any of the other sin, they'll say they're preaching on you. That self-righteous preacher, that legalistic preacher is preaching on you. You share the words and the scriptures that God told you to preach and teach. But something in someone if you find yourself in the message and the preacher or the teacher has not called out your name. Because God wants you to be delivered. I said to God on this week, as I close out on part one, I said, God, I'm hearing and I'm seeing a lot of manipulation in the message preached. I'm hearing and I'm seeing in the spirit realm where people are calling each other on the telephone, talking about people instead of praying about them. And they're putting it under, I just wanted us to pray. Times, the things that we have learned in error are wrong. There's more gossiping prayer warriors than there are God-sent intercessors. There's more liars and abusers than there are people that are going before God being transparent and saying, God, deliver me. See, when you're willing to let the world know that God is still yet delivering you, You're letting them also know that God said in his word that he perfects those things concerning him. Amen. And when we allow God to perfect us, we'll come to part two that reminds us that the kingdom of God is within us because his word is within us. When we need the truth of God to deliver us, we know that the kingdom of God is within our hearts. We know that the kingdom of God 
wants us to reach another and another and another. We know that the kingdom of God is the very person and the presence of Jesus. We know that Matthew 6 and 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We know that 1 Corinthians 4 and 20 says, For the kingdom of God is not a word, but in power. We know that Psalms 145 and 13 says, Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endure throughout all generations. Luke 1 and 33 says, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things are become new. But remember when you were making that new outfit? It had to be sewn together first. So there was a process to get to the end. Remember when you were making that new cake? There were ingredients that needed to be put in it, that needed to be stirred, that needed to be beaten with the mixer, that needed to be placed in the oven and have the pressure and the fire and the heat to make it come forth. That is new. So in the midst of us learning how to be kingdom-minded and how we should know that the kingdom of God is within us, it's okay to come before God and say, God, I denounce the very hypocrisy that I hear in my mind. God, I denounce the very hypocrisy I hear coming from my lips. God, I denounce the very hypocrisy that I see coming from my heart or trying to rest on the inside of my heart, not because I myself have come up with it, but many of us have been taught that hypocrisy. And it's not saying that anything is wrong with our foundation, but it's saying the foundation is being refined. Mm-hmm. See, when the potter is making the pot, finds a marred place in it, he makes that place over again. God is using us as the pot that he's making, and he's making us over again and again. There's marred places in our hearts. There's marred places in our minds. There's marred places in our conversations. But God is making us again. Part of repentance means that, God, I admit what's wrong with me, not necessarily what's wrong with him or her or her, which it doesn't mean that you don't still speak on it and preach on it as God gives you the utterance to do it, but we do it in love, not out of manipulation, not out of legalism. There's many people that want people to follow them 
but I'm about to make up a, a word for some people, and others are going to say that is a word, but you're not followable. So people can't follow you because you're not followable. Yeah, that's right, followable. I can't follow you because what you're giving me is not of God. But there's others that are following people that are inconsistent because God has planted you in that ministry because he wants to challenge the leader, even as the person is still the leader, to be consistent. I once followed someone who was always late, always inconsistent, who was always um, just, they were a great preacher and teacher, but they were moving here to there all the time. They're, they were uh, losing members because people were leaving because of their inconsistency. Mm-hmm. And I said, God, why am I here? He said, Cecilia, if they say church starts at 11, I want you there at 1030 waiting for them. He said, Cecilia, if they say the church service is at so-and-so location, I want you at that location early enough that if it changed to another place, you can be there. Call them and find out where it is. Cecilia, if they're canceling services, I want you there where they said it was going to be. And every time, I don't want you to be self-righteous. I want you to say, I thought it was at such and such time. That's all I want you to say. I thought that it was at such and such location. Get out of yourself. I'm transforming you. I'm teaching you patience. I'm teaching you self-control. I'm teaching you how I am God, and I am sovereign, I rule, I reign, I am in control. And I was like, well, God, they're losing people because of their inconsistencies. And God said, I'm a consistent God. I'm an absolute God, and I want to use you to show them. So I said, okay. I, I kept going and doing what God was telling me to do for years and years and years. And although God was using me, he used an apostle in another church to tell them she's right. And so as they would complain about the things that I was doing or saying, this apostle was sent by God to say she's right. When that leader came to me to apologize for all of the years of them preaching on me and doing this and doing that, God said, receive it and thank me for that apostle that they respected and that they honored. I, for a long time, I didn't understand. God, many people are running from the inconsistencies of people, and yet you had me sit in the inconsistencies and undergird them and support them. He said, because just because you were new to that ministry and just because you weren't a so-called apostle of that ministry that they respected didn't mean I wasn't using you. He says, not only did they underestimate you, you underestimated what I was doing in and through you. I said, God, I will lean not to my own. Because your kingdom teaching and preaching of being unbiased is beyond anything 
I've ever seen or experienced before. And he reminded me, he says, remember when you came to me about the preachers that were preaching, but they were vain? Remember when you came to me about the preachers that were preaching, but they were walking in pride? Remember when you came to me about the preachers that were preaching, that were preaching even hatred and unforgiveness, and they were preaching for the purposes of greed and gain. He said, remember every time I told you to embrace my hope, embrace my love, my agape love, embrace my forgiveness, embrace my charity, embrace my redemption. He said, I would never tell you what I was doing through them and in them. I just would tell you what to embrace. I said, God, but the kingdom of God, You've already let me know that it's sovereign and it's everlasting. I see even in the Bible it teaches about the kingdom of God more than 150 times. I see how it teaches about the kingdom of God versus the worldly kingdom. But God, the Bible, the Bible, mm, the Bible that you've given us, which is Jesus in the flesh, which is the light of the world, it has also reminded me of these scriptures, Romans 14, 17, and 18. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and the joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that is in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 and 10 does teach about the unrighteousness and those that shall not inherit the kingdom of God. For it says, Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor idolaters, or abusers of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous people, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extorters shall inherit the kingdom of God. That's what my word says. But my word in no form or fashion, although it says to rebuke and to reprove, it says these things are to be done in love. So are you doing it when you're preaching and you're teaching in love? I heard an apostle tell me that another apostle told her that she was preaching for her own agenda. She was trying to change the people of God instead of allow the word of God to change them. Wow. I didn't say a new believer. I said an apostle, someone that was versed in in the word of God, someone that may have even went through Bible college and different things of that sort. They were getting frustrated and wanting to give up on God because they were upset that the people that they were assigned to wasn't doing what they wanted them to do, how they wanted them to do it. Although I know when we preach and teach, it's because we want people to be transformed. We want people to be saved, to be free. But when it goes from us doing it because God told us to do it 
legalism till we want people to stop fornicating right now. Teach, teach. Now. Teach, teach. We want people to uh, stop doing this or that or that or this right now. We forgot that some of those right now happen in our lives. Some of those to kind that happened in our lives as well. Amen. How many are willing to say, I was taught self-righteousness and it took me a while to get delivered. Amen. I was fornicating for many years and it yeah. took me many years to, to be delivered. Hallelujah. I was practicing uh, hypocrisy, but it took me many years to get delivered. Glory, glory. I was practicing selfishness, but it took many years for me to be delivered. I was practicing, I wanted to be recognized instead of practicing thanksgiving for many years. Philippians 4, 4 and 9 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight and take pleasure in him. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious and worried about anything. But in everything, every circumstance, every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace that reassures the heart and that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over our hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, Whatever is pure and wholesome and whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and a good reproof, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Mm, I must say that again. Think continually on these things. I must say that a third time. Think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and plant them in your heart. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in a daily life. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. Isn't it amazing how God is telling us he wants us to agree with his word? Isn't it amazing how he wants us to persevere and to have a doctrine of the faith in Jesus Christ? Isn't it amazing how he wants us to walk in unity and agreement with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? Isn't it amazing how he wants us to walk in calmness and prayer and supplication and thanksgiving? Isn't it amazing how he's saying to keep our minds 
on and through Jesus Christ so that we can have the peace of God. Isn't it amazing how he's saying that he's our example and that his presence and the presence of God is with us and that he expects us to enjoy the very presence and kindness of God? Isn't it amazing that he wants us to be content in every state in our mind? Yes, yes. And it doesn't say anywhere in here that we're to be doing this or that for our own motives or our own agenda. When we're kingdom-minded, what we do is based off of what God is telling us to do. So whether we preach and teach the message as in part one or as in part two, or even in a whole nother manner, the question is, what was the motive and the intent of the message? Was it to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ that transforms, redeems, saves, promotes unity, and promotes the agape love of God? Or was it to manipulate? Was it because of our own motives and intentions? Not because we were trying to do it on an evil basis, but because we were trying to do it based off of what we wanted, God wants it too. Because he said that whoremongers, idolaters, and people practicing sin would not inherit the kingdom of God. But didn't he also say that Jesus came and that he came that we all could inherit everlasting life? So let's preach the word. Let's teach the word of God. And let's ask God to make it that while we're preaching it and we're teaching it and even praying it, that it's for the Great Commission. It's for kingdom. It's not for that hidden agenda or motive that we have that's tied to legalism. Because you can preach and teach the word of God and it can be tied to legalism instead of redemption. You can teach and preach the word of God, and it can be tied to self-righteousness and not grace and mercy. You can teach the kingdom of God for the wrong agenda. Didn't the Pharisees and Sadducees do it? Yes. My God. One of the commercials that we hear a lot from one of the banks says, what's in your wallet? And today, God is saying, what's in your heart? What's in your mind? I challenge you that what's in your heart and what's in your mind will be the kingdom mindset of God that glorifies God and doesn't manipulate his people to what we want until what we want is what he wants and it's done in love. That's all I have. I'm trying to program over to you all. Thank you, Lord, for the word on today. I thank God for the ability to be a part of the service today because after hearing the word, the question is, what is kingdom? Kingdom to me is, Allowing God to be God. 
allowing God to do what only God can do because we don't want to be trying to take God's place. Stay on assignment in the kingdom. Get a gospel about others. Intercede for them. Pray for them. Today's lesson taught us to P-R-A-Y and stop P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. We got a P-R-A-Y-I-N-G and stay off the P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. That when you don't know someone's story because of their age, you want to judge them and say what they're able and ability to do, but you don't know what people went through how they grew up, how they are living. Even Jesus went in the synagogue as a boy. He didn't go as a man teaching. He went in as a boy. So you can always learn. An old dog, they say, can't learn, but an old dog can always learn the new trick. Sometimes it's best to be quiet because along the way, we may have lost some things, but I thank God for the word on the day that says, allow God to be God. And stand on his word. It's so much I can say, but I'm going to stop right there. I'm through. Thank you, Apostle, for the word on today. Good morning, saints of God. Good morning. Minister Margo, I'd like to thank God for another Sunday. Thank him for bringing me through to this first day of the week. Though it's been rough, I know God has been with me and brought me this far. And when I think of kingdom, I realize that it's a concept that is above our real understanding. It is so counter our flesh. It is so opposite of the way we think and feel on a natural basis. Being part of the kingdom means living life the way God intends us to live, to love as he loves, to embrace, to encourage, to lift, and to have hope that all, all can be saved. All can come to him. All can find their place at the foot of the cross. There's room enough for all of us. Kingdom means accepting things and doing life the way God would have us to live. Not the way we think or feel. So opposite of the way society explains to us as how to be on top or how to be in charge or how to be a leader. God told us to lead We are to be servants. (laughs) That's the kingdom way, to serve others and to love God more than anything else. Thank you, apostles, for helping us to understand kingdom means God's way, not ours. 
not ours, on any level, God's way. Be blessed, saints of God. Hold on to God's word. Amen. Amen. The kingdom of God. <laughs> oh, not the kingdom of Cecilia, not the kingdom of anybody else, but the kingdom of God. Will there be someone else that would like to share? Okay. Um, uh, Minister Cecilia, could you please do the uh, announcement? And um, I also want us to pray for um, Minister Margo. Yes. Not that all of us don't need prayer, but I just feel um, an to pray for her. So can you do the announcements, pray for Minister Margo as well? Yes. Thank you all for joining in on today, on this Sunday morning, taking the time out while you were getting dressed to go to church and or coming home from church or work or whatever. We thank you all for tuning in at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be back next Sunday with uh, the following service from Apostle Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, along with Minister Margo McCord, and along with Brandon, Minister Brandon Kaiser and Minister Kavon Merritt. We ask you all to keep that ministry in your hearts and on your mind. Keep it first and forefront. We ask you all to come back on Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where this Monday will be our very own Minister Margot McCord. She will be speaking, uh, bringing forth the word, however God gives her, her to do on tomorrow night, Monday. If you come back Friday evening at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will get to hear our very own prophet, Antoine Thomas. He will be bringing forth the word of God or whatever God leads him to do on Friday. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. With that being said, I want you all to know that Smile3E, Iron Shopping, Iron Ministries, love you all with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. But I want you to join with me right now. And let's P-R-A-Y for Minister Margot McCord. Father God, we come to you right now, God, asking you to go into every need, every place, every crevice of the body, oh God. We're asking you to touch her from head to toe, from the bottom of her foot to the top of her head, God front to back and side to side. Cover her with your blood, O oh Jesus. Cover her with your healing power, O oh Lord. For what it seemed like it would never end, God, let this situation that's going through, whatever it is, finance, physical, emotional, mentally, or whatever, God, we ask you to step in. Do what only you can do, O oh God. Get into the four corners of the situation, God, and bring it to a center that says, heal, heal, heal. Heal, heal, heal. God, don't let 
things overwhelm, send the money, send the need, send the help, send whatever needs to be sent, oh God. We just ask you for the comfort, for the healing, for the strength, for the power. God, that you will get the glory every day, all day. You will get the power from her lips. What I mean by the power, the power to say, I praise God. Nobody but God. Nobody but God will just flow from her, oh God. God, teach us how to want to stand in someone's position for them when they can't pray or don't have the strength to pray. Teach us how to pray, God. We don't have to use big, elegant words, but God, just to know that your word, your word, the blood, the blood, just down in our hearts we believe everything your word says. We speak life over Minister Margo. We speak health over Minister Margo. We speak healing over Minister Margo. Speak strength. Send the angels, send the comfort, oh God, to cover Minister Margo and her household. Every need, every person in the house that's touching her, God, let them do it with love and do it with the anointing of your hand, oh God, through them to provide for her, whether it's to pour a glass of water or fix a bowl of soup. God, whatever the need is, let it be met for Minister Margo. Thank you, O oh Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray this prayer, and we believe it is so. Amen. Father God, I thank you for each and every one of us and how every minister, every family attached and working with Smile3E, God, we will learn and we will wash one another's feet. We will wash one another's feet, God, as you pour the oil from your anointing, your guilt-destroying anointing, on each and every one of us as we fulfill the ministry and the call of kingdom that you've placed on each one of our lives. And we thank you for Minister Margot and those that she would have even uh, present the service on tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Bye-bye. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Mm -hmm.